0: as in in JesusCourseInMiracles.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for original edition, you will see the link to read, A-C-I-N-O-E. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day my name is Lemoyne castle and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning monday through friday from about nine fifteen to about ten fifty a m eastern time today we're starting a new chapter chapter twenty four specialness and separation and we'll read the first two sections the introduction and Section two, specialness as a substitute for love. And at the top of the hour we'll pause for Fran to remind us of our lesson for the day. <coughs> Today it's lesson two fifty eight. Let me remember my goal is God. All right. Thank you. And uh we go through uh, who's here today. Uh, I have, and listening is Ida. And reading, we have Lori, Fran, Yvonne, Jessica, Diana, Robin Marie, Judy, Micah, and Patricia. Is there anyone else who's joined and would like to say good, good morning. morning?
1: Good go morning. Ahead. It's Karen, and I would like to read. Thank you,
0: Karen. Anyone else
2: oh,
0: and I'm going, I'm, this is Micah. I'm gonna to have to leave So, if you could take me off the list, that would be great. Okay, thank you. No problem. Thank you,
2: Micah. Good morning about Thank you, Harrison.
0: Anyone else? like to say good morning or join the reading list or just let let us know you're listening? Okay. Well, um, Lori, do you have an opening for us this morning before we read?
3: I do, and I'm so glad you asked today. It's a beautiful little thought from Moji. Uh, that's so reflective of our reading and lesson today it goes like this the ego is fired but he keeps showing up for work hoping that he is not noticed for a while we have to get used to him coming and going and in some way we should not mind his little mischief because to mind too much can bring you back into a state of personal identity The ego cannot live without interest from you, without identity, which came because you were distracted from your true state. Some subtle tension will always be there, which is needed in some way in order for you to keep exercising your spiritual muscle. Somebody once asked, Master, you often talk about vigilance, but in your own case, do you have to be vigilant? And he replied, to my very last breath, this vigilance is not a job, it is a joy. When mind goes out shopping for trouble, you remain in your blissful, immutable, capital self. Let the attention delight in the silence of being. Let me remember that my goal is God. Amen. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Lori. That was beautiful. That
2: was yeah, I love that Lori. Thank you. Yeah, what was yeah, the name of that, that. what yeah.
1: was the name
4: of the poem? It was it was wonderful. What was that name? Uh
5: it doesn't have a name, oh, but no, it no. is <laughs> a lesson.
3: <laughs> it's a lesson in the book by Moji called White Fire. <laughs> Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. I liked it too. Thank you.
6: Thank you for that selection, Laurie.
0: Yeah, thank you, Laurie. I like your
3: playfulness. (laughs) You're so very welcome.
0: Okay. Okay. So, get us started with Chapter 24, Specialness and Separation. The introduction <clears throat> okay forget not that the motivation for this course is the attainment and the keeping of the state of peace <laughs> okay I'm going to repeat that being one of my favorite points Forget not that the motivation for this course is the attainment and the keeping of the state of peace. Given this state, the mind is quiet, and the condition in which God is remembered is attained. It is not necessary to tell him what to do. He will not fail. Where he can enter, there he is already. And can it be he cannot enter where he wills to be? Peace will be yours because it is his will. Can you believe a shadow can hold back the will that holds the universe secure? God does not wait upon illusions to let him be himself, no more his son. They are. And what illusion that idly seems to drift between them has the power to defeat what is their will? Laurie?
3: Chapter 24, Specialness and Separation. The Introduction. Forget not that the motivation for this course is the attainment and the keeping of the state of peace. Given this state, the mind is quiet. And the condition in which God is remembered is attained it is not necessary to tell him what to do he will not fail where he can enter there he is already and can it be he cannot enter where he wills to be peace will be yours because it is his will can you believe a shadow can hold back the will that holds the universe secure God does not wait upon illusions to let him be himself, no more his son. They are. And what illusion that idly seems to drift between them has the power to defeat what is their will? Two. To learn this course requires willingness to question every value that you hold. Not one can be kept hidden and obscure, but it will jeopardize your learning no belief is neutral everyone has the power to dictate each decision you make for a decision is a conclusion based on everything that you believe it is the outcome of belief and follows it as surely as does suffering follow guilt and freedom sinlessness there is no substitute for peace what God creates has no alternative The truth arises from what he knows, and your decisions come from your beliefs, as certainly as all creation rose in his mind because of what he knows.
0: Thank you, Lori. And Fran, would you start with paragraph two, roll into the section two with title?
3: Yes. Paragraph two. To learn this course requires willingness to question every value that you hold. Not one can be kept hidden and obscure, but it will jeopardize your learning. No belief is neutral. Everyone has the power to dictate each decision you make. For a decision is a conclusion based on everything that you believe. It is the outcome of belief and follows it as surely as does suffering follow guilt and freedom sinlessness. There is no substitute for peace. What God creates has no alternative. The truth arises from what he knows, and your decisions come from your beliefs as certainly as all creation rose in his mind because of what he knows. Section two, specialness as a substitute for love. Paragraph three, love is extension. To withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose. Love offers everything forever. Hold back the one belief, one offering, and love is gone because you ask a substitute to take its place. And now must war, the substitute for peace, come with the one alternative that you can choose for love. Your choosing it has given it all the reality it seems to have.
0: Thank you, Pran and Yvonne.
6: Thank you, LeMoyne. Specialness as a substitute for love. Love is extension. To withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose. Love offers everything forever. Hold back but one belief, one offering, and love is gone because you asked a substitute to take its place. And now must war, the substitute for peace, Come with the one alternative that you chose that you choose to for love. Your choosing it has given it all the reality it seems to have. Beliefs will never openly attack each other because conflicting outcomes are impossible. But an unrecognized belief is a decision to war in secret, where the results of conflict are kept unknown and never brought to reason to be considered sensible or not. And many senseless outcomes have been reached, and meaningless decisions have been made and kept hidden to become beliefs, now given power to direct all subsequent decisions. Mistake you not the power of these hidden warriors to disrupt your peace, For it is at their mercy while you decide to leave it there. The secret enemies of peace, your least decision to choose attack instead of love, unrecognized and swift to challenge you to combat and to violence, far more inclusive than you think, are there by your election. Do not deny their presence nor their terrible results. All that can be denied is their reality, but not their outcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Yvonne. And uh, Jessica. Thanks,
7: Lemoyne. Paragraph four Beliefs will never openly attack each other because conflicting outcomes are impossible. But an unrecognized belief is the decision to war in secret where the results of conflict are kept unknown and never brought to reason to be considered sensible or not. Sorry, my, um, my cat was just in the wrong place. Um, sorry, um, let's see. And many senseless outcomes have been reached and meaningless decisions have been made and kept hidden to become beliefs. Now given power to direct all subsequent decisions. Mistake you not the power of these hidden warriors to disrupt your peace, for it is at their mercy while you decide to leave it there. The secret enemies of peace your least decision to choose attack instead of love unrecognised and swift to challenge you to combat to combat and to violence far more inclusive than you think are there by your election do not deny their presence nor their terrible results all that can be denied is their reality but not their outcome all that is ever cherished is a hidden belief. To be defended through unrecogni—I'm uh, sorry—to be defended though unrecognized is faith in specialness. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to read that sentence over. All that is ever cherished as a hidden belief to be defended though unrecognized is faith in specialness. This takes many forms but always clashes with the reality of God's creation and with the grandeur which he gave his son. What else could justify attack? Or who could hate someone whose true self is his and whom he knows? Only the special could have enemies for they are different and not the same. And difference of any kind imposes orders of reality and a need to judge that cannot be escaped.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And Diana. Diana, can you read five and six,
4: please? oh my goodness um hello
0: hello can hear you now yeah
4: okay perfect <laughs> okay um number five all that is ever cherished as a hidden belief to be defended though unrecognized is faith and specialness this takes many forms but always clashes with the reality of god's creation and with the grandeur which he gave his son. What else could justify attack? Or who could hate someone whose self is his and whom he knows? Only the special could have enemies, for they are different and not the same. difference of any kind imposes orders of reality and a need to judge that cannot be escaped. Number six, what God created cannot be attacked, for there is nothing in the universe unlike itself. But what is different calls the judgment, and this must come from someone someone better, someone incapable of being like what he condemns above it, sinless by comparison with it. And thus does specialness become a means and an end at one. For specialness not only sets apart but serves as ground from which attack on those who seem beneath the special one is natural and just. The special one feel weak and frail because of differences for what would make them special is their enemy. Yet they protect its um, um, enemy and call it a friend. And its belief they fight against the universe for nothing in the world. They value more. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Diana. And Robin Marie.
7: Six. What God created cannot be attacked, for there is nothing in the universe unlike itself. But what is different calls for judgment. And this must come from someone, quote, better, unquote, someone incapable of being like what he condemns, Quote, above, unquote, is sinless by comparison with it, and thus does specialness become a means and end at once. For specialness not only sets apart, but serves as grounds from which attack on those who seem, quote, beneath, unquote, the special one is, quote, natural, unquote, and, quote, just, unquote, that the special ones feel weak and frail because of differences for what would make them special is their enemy, yet they protect its enmity and call it
1: quote, friend
7: unquote. on its behalf. They fight against the universe for nothing in the world they value more seven specialness is the great dictator of the wrong decisions. Here is the grand illusion of what you are and what your brother is. And here is what must make the body dear and worth preserving. Specialness must be defended. Illusions can attack it, and they do. For what your brother must become to keep your specialness is an illusion. He who is, quote, worse, unquote, than you must be attacked so that your specialness can live on his on his defeat, for specialness is triumph, and its victory is his defeat and shame. How can he live with all your sins upon him? And who must be his conqueror but you?
0: Thank you, Robin Marie and Judy.
4: Thank you,
3: LeMoyne. Specialness is the great dictator of wrong decisions. Here is the grand illusion of what you are and what your brother is. And here is what must make the body dear and worth preserving. Specialness must be defended. Illusions can attack it, and they do. For what your brother must become To keep your specialness is an illusion. He who is, quote, worse, unquote, than you must be attacked so that your specialness can live on his defeat. For specialness is triumph, and its victory is his defeat and shame. How can he live with all your sins upon him? And who must be his conqueror? But you, would it be possible for you to hate your brother if you were like him? Could you attack him if you realized you journey with him to a goal that is the same? Would you not help him reach it in every way you could if his attainment of it were perceived as yours? You are his enemy in specialness, his friend in a shared purpose. Specialness can never share, for it depends on goals that you alone can reach, and he must never reach them, or your goal is jeopardized. Can love have meaning where the goal is triumph? And what decision can be made for this that will not hurt you?
0: And there's a few more sentences in that paragraph. I'll go ahead and read them. Your brother is your friend because his father created him like you. There is no no difference. You have been given to each other that love might be extended, not cut off from one another. What you keep is lost to you. God gave you both himself. And to remember this is now the only purpose that you share. And so, it is the only one you have. Uh, Patricia, would you read eight and nine?
3: Eight. Would it be possible for you to hate your brother if you were like him? Could you attack him if you realized you journey with him to a goal that is the same? Would you not help him reach it in every way you could if his attainment of it were perceived as Yours, you are his enemy in specialness, his friend in a shared purpose. Specialness can never share, for it depends on goals that you alone can reach and he must never reach them or your goal is jeopardized. Can love have meaning where the goal is triumph? And what decision can be made of this that will not hurt you? Your brother is your friend because His Father created him like you. There is no difference. You have been given to each other that love might be extended, not cut off from one another. What you keep is lost to you. God gave you both himself. And to remember this is now the only purpose that you share. And so it is the only one you have. Nine. Could you attack each other If you choose to see no specialness of any kind between you, look fairly at whatever makes you give each other only partial welcome or would let you think that you are better off apart. Is it not always your belief, your specialness, is limited by your relationship? And is not this the enemy that makes you both illusions to each other?
0: Thank you, Patricia. And Karen.
1: Nine. Could you attack each other if you chose to see no specialness of any kind between you? Look fairly at whatever makes you give each other only partial welcome, or would let you think that you are better off apart? Is it not always your belief, your specialness, is limited by your relationship? And is this, and is not this, the quote-unquote enemy that makes you both allusions to each other? And the fear of God and of each other comes from each unrecognized belief in specialness. For each demands the other bow to it against his will, and God himself must honor it or suffer vengeance. Every twinge of malice or stab of hate or wish to be separate arises here, for here the purpose which you share becomes obscured from both of you. You would oppose this course because it teaches you you are a light. You have no purpose that is not the same. And none your father does not share with you, for your relationship has been made clean of special. And would you now defeat the goal of holiness that heaven gave it? What perspective can this special have that does not change with every seeming blow, each slight or fancy judgment on itself?
0: Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader who would like to read 10 and 11?
2: Sure, listen. 10, the fear of God and of each other comes from each unrecognized belief in specialness. For each demands the other bow to it against his will and God himself must honor it for suffer vengeance every twinge of malice or stab of hate or wish to separate arises here for here the purpose which you share becomes obscured from both of you. You would oppose this course because it teaches you, you are alike. You have no purpose, that is not the same, and none your Father does not share with you. For your relationship has been made clean of special goals and would you now defeat the goal of holiness that heaven gave you that heaven gave it what perspective can the special have that does not change with every seeming blow each slight or fancy judgment on itself. Eleven. Those who are special must defend illusions against the truth. For what is specialness but an attack upon the will of God? You love your brother not while it is this you would defend against him. This is what he attacks and you protect. Here is the ground of battle which you would wage against him. Here must he be your enemy and not your friend. Never can there be peace among the different. He is your friend because you are the same.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And is there another new reader who would like to read finish with paragraph eleven? Okay um, back to you, Laurie.
3: Eleven those who are special must defend illusions against the truth for what is specialness but an attack upon the will of God you love your brother not while it is this you would defend against him this is what he attacks and you protect here's the ground of battle which you wage against him here must he be your enemy and not your friend Never can there be peace among the different. He is your friend because you are the same.
0: Thank you, Laurie. Yeah, after this section, I just want to repeat. He is your friend because you are the same. Okay, let me attempt to summarize this. Um, uh, All right, from the introduction. Forget not that the motivation for this course is the attainment and the keeping of this state of peace. Given this state, the mind is quiet, and the condition in which God is remembered is attained. It is not necessary to tell him what to do. He will not fail. Where he can enter, there he is already. And can it be he cannot enter where he will be? Peace will be yours because it is his will. And paragraph two. The summary is going to sound a lot like a paragraph, okay? To learn this course requires willingness to question every value that you hold. Not one can be kept hidden and obscure, but it will jeopardize your learning. No belief is neutral. Everyone has every belief has the power to dictate each decision you make. For a decision is a conclusion based on everything that you believe. It is the outcome of belief and follows it as surely as does suffering follow guilt and freedom follow sinlessness. There is no substitute for peace. What God creates has no alternative. The truth arises from what He knows and your decisions come from your beliefs as certainly as all creation rose in his mind because of what he knows and from section 2 specialness as a substitute for love love is extension to withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose love offers everything forever. Hold back but one belief, one offering, and love is gone because you ask a substitute to take its place. And now must war, the substitute for peace, come with the one alternative that you can choose for love. Your choosing it has given it has given it all the reality it seems to have. An unrecognized from poor, an unrecognized belief is a decision to war in secret, and many senseless outcomes have been reached, and meaningless decisions have been made and kept hidden to become beliefs, now given power to direct all subsequent decisions. Mistake you not the power of these hidden warriors, these secret enemies of peace, your least decision to choose attack instead of love, unrecognized and swift to challenge, thereby your election. Do not deny their presence nor their terrible result. All that can be denied is their reality, but not their outcome. Okay. All that is ever cherished as a hidden belief to be defended, though unrecognized, is faith and specialness. This takes many forms, but always clashes with the reality of God's creation and with the grandeur which He gave His Son. What else could justify attack? For who could hate someone whose self is His and whom He knows? Only the special could have enemies, for they are different and not the same. Six, what God created cannot be attacked, for there is nothing in the universe unlike itself. What is different calls for judgment, and thus does specialness become a means and end at once. For specialness not only sets apart, but serves of grounds from which attack can be made. The special ones feel weak and frail because of differences, for what would make them special is their enemy. Yet they protect its enmity and call it friend. On its behalf, they fight against the universe, for nothing in the world they value more. <clears throat> Seven, specialness is, the great detect- specialness is the great dictator of the wrong decision. Here is the grand illusion of what you are and what your brother is. And here is what must make the body dear and worth preserving. Specialness must be defended. Eight, would it be possible for you to hate your brother if you were like him? Could you attack him if you realized you journey with him to a goal that is the same? Would you not help him reach it in every way you could if his attainment of it were perceived as yours? You are his enemy in specialness, his friend in a shared purpose. Your brother is your friend because your your brother is your friend because his father created him like you. There is no difference. You have been given to each other that love might be extended, not cut off from one another. What you keep is lost to you. God gave you both himself, and to remember this is now the only purpose that you share, and so it is the only one you have. Could you attack each other, nine, could you attack each other if you chose to see no specialness of any kind between you? And from 10 and 11, the fear of God and of each other comes from each unrecognized belief in specialness. Every twinge of malice or stab of hate or wish to separate rises here. For here the purpose which you share becomes obscured from both of you. You would oppose this course because it teaches you, you are alike. You have no purpose that is not the same, and none your Father does not share with you. For your relationship has been made clean of special gold, and would you now defeat the goal of holiness that heaven gave it? And the final paragraph. Those who are special must defend illusions against the truth. For what is specialness but an attack upon the will of God? You love your brother not, while it is this you would defend against him. This is what he attacks and you protect. Here is the ground of battle which you wage against him. Here must he be your enemy and not your friend. Never can there be peace among the different. Yes. He is your friend because you are the same. And uh, <laughs> as I thought, went past the top of the hour, so could I ask you now, friend, to remind Thank us you of the
1: daily. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Yeah.
3: You're yes, welcome. thank
0: you, LeMoyne. Re- ready for me? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I I forget to leave space for a response.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's okay.
0: Go ahead, Fran.
3: You, you got the response anyway, so... <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, we are in the first, second part of the workbook. The theme that we're still on is what is sin. The lesson for today is lesson 258. Let me remember that my goal is God. So I'll read some from what is sin. Sin is insanity. It is the means by which the mind is driven mad and seeks to let illusions take the place of truth. And being mad, it sees illusions where the truth should be and where it really is. Sin gave the body eyes, but what is there the sinless would behold. The body is the instrument, the mind made, and it's striving to deceive itself. Its purpose is to strive. Yet can the goal of striving change? And now the body serves a different aim for striving. What it seeks for now is chosen by the aim. The mind has taken as replacement for the goal of self-deception. Truth can be its aim as well as lies. The senses then will seek instead for witnesses to what is true. A madman's dreams are frightening, and sin appears indeed to terrify. And yet, what sin perceives is but a childish game. How long, O oh Son of God? Will you maintain the game of sin? Shall we not put away these sharp-edged children's toys? How soon will you be ready to come home? Perhaps today? There is no sin. Creation is unchanged. Would you still hold return to heaven back? How long, O Holy Son of God? How long? We'll go over to the lesson, whoops. Go to the lesson now. Lesson 258, let me remember that my goal is God. All that is needful is to train your minds to overlook our little senseless aims and to remember that our goal is God. His memory is hidden in our minds, obscured but by our pointless little goals which offer nothing and do not exist. So we continue to allow God's grace to shine in unawareness while the toys and trinkets of the world are sought instead. God is our only goal, our only love. We have no aim but to remember him. Our goal is but to follow in the way that leads to you. We have no goal but this. What could we want but to remember you? What could we seek but our identity? we'll take a moment reflect on this lesson 258 let me remember that my goal is God Our goal is but to follow in the way that leads to you. We have no goal but this. What could we want but to remember you? What could we seek but our identity? Lesson 258, let me remember that my goal is God. Amen. 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 Thank you for him.
7: Thank, Thank you, Fran.
3: Beautiful. Thank you, guys.
7: Thank you.
1: Good morning. It's Karen. I could hardly wait to share about this reading today. Um, mm-hmm. But first, I want something jumped out of me at me about the the lesson for the day what I what was my takeaway is let me remember God, let me have remembrance of what matters and what has value. Let me not be deceived today by the illusions of sin or the false perceptions of the world or um, the chaos that goes on in the forefront of this mind of mine that's responding to my senses, instead of going into that deep place where my knowing God exists, or my um, my feeling the one self exists, or being in the spacious self exists. And um, so, the first paragraph in the introduction, specialness and separation, said that um, there's a, a condition for remembrance of God. And and I didn't have that this morning when I did the lesson. I didn't have the awareness that there is a con- a condition that i need to meet to remember god and that condition is a state of peace where the mind is quiet so anyway that was a big help to me because i can i can um, help to create the condition by having a peaceful quiet mind and that will help me have a stronger remembrance of God in every moment. So um, now I want to shift to the reading for just a minute. Um, I really I really love this because I've read the Course about four times, five times, you know, the whole book beginning to end, the text anyway, and done the workbook about three times. But, but specialness was not something that jumped out at me in the past. Um, I only started to hear about it this year. And it says in this reading that what I believe, um, my my conclusions and my decisions are based on what I value, but I have unrecognized beliefs that are in secret, which is another way of saying I have unconscious beliefs. And unconscious decisions are being made all the time. Those are the hidden warriors that disrupt Um, and it says that these hidden beliefs are cherished and one of them is faith in specialness which justifies attack in many forms only the special could have enemies because they are different Um, I know I have right now I didn't have it in the past when I was um, doing spiritual work or years and years ago I mean the first 15 or 20 years, I was on the path I was loving. But recently I feel very hard-hearted and I'm hoping that it's a purification process, that things are coming up that have been hidden, that I haven't completely devolved back into a you know, mean-spirited ego. But um, when I was reading this this morning, it came to me that when I was in high school, I had no friends, everyone hated me. In middle school, I was bullied and picked on and isolated and abused in every way, shape, and form you can possibly imagine. So by the time I got to high school, I had a chip on my shoulder. Like I didn't want any friends and I didn't need any people and nobody was going to hurt me. And those unconscious decisions, those beliefs, those, they, were, they were conscious once upon a time you know, 50 years ago, but um, I think to some extent, they, they are coming up now to be purified, to be seen That these unconscious beliefs that are hidden. They affect how I see the world, you know, do I see the world as a place where I have a shared purpose with my brother? Or do I see the world? with these unconscious decisions that I'm going to do this alone and I don't need anybody and I'm not going to get hurt and I'm not going to be vulnerable. Um, So that's a form of specialness. in, In my youth, my specialness was that I was defective. and Nobody liked me. That's what made me so different, you know, that I had no friends and no one wanted me. That's a form of specialness. Specialness doesn't have to be grandiose. It doesn't have to be about being, oh, I'm better than you. It can definitely be, I'm worse than you, but I am set apart. I am separate, which is the, you know, core belief of sin, that we are separated from God because of some defect. Um, anyway, I guess that's probably enough for now, but um, the shared purpose. Is the specialness? I mean, not specialness. Shared purpose is the goal of the Holy Spirit. That's the goal. Um, that all our brothers, because we share God, and we are all the same. I'm
3: complete. That was a beautiful deep dive. Thank you, Karen. Very
7: beautiful. Thanks thank you, so
3: Karen. Many. That was wonderful.
4: Thank Karen, you, Karen. So yeah, Karen, I have to tell you, every time you speak, it speaks to my heart. I wish I were there to be your friend. I I know I confidently would have wanted you to be my friend. And I, um, yeah, that, that really, thank you. Just thank you for your share and know that you are important right now. You've always been important, and I and I care about you. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you.
5: Yes, Sharon. thank you. Oh, go
7: ahead. Hi, this is Robin Marie. I was uh, speaking to my grandson yesterday. He is, let's see, he's 14, he's 11, and he was, Diagnosed with ADHD this summer, and I asked him how his school was going, and he said, "Well, I don't like school. I don't have any friends. Nobody understands me, and I, uh, and I'm, uh, and I act a lot younger sometimes. And I just felt a a, a compassion for him." And I am wondering if you, Karen, might have some advice for me or a book maybe you could mention tomorrow that I might get words out of. He is, you know, they're not into A Course in Miracles, but I just want to help him uh, realize that because he is different doesn't mean that he is different, that that he can somehow, you know, see the similarities that he has with other kids and be the one, you know, maybe he could be the savior. Maybe he could be the one who points to the beauty in each person. So anyway, I'm just putting that out there because his name is Wyatt and he's having difficulty and it's, It's a great, um, you know, your heart goes out to any child, (laughs) any child anywhere who's having trouble. So anyway, there's
3: Wyatt. Thank you. Blessings, blessings, Robert Marie. Thank you.
5: I just wanted to say you're definitely not defective, Karen. You're a wonderful person. We all care about you and love you. And yeah, I wish you were here, or I would, I were there, so I could be your friend as well. Thank you. I'm complete.
1: Um, thank you so much, all of you. I I just want to say the reason I felt so different—that <laughs> makes you pretty different. So that was the inner feeling of being different. I was in a new school, and uh, that cloud of what was going on at home made kids have an aversion to me, I think. But, um, yeah, thank you very much. I know I'm not that different now. (laughs) Thank you. I'm complete.
4: Hi, this is Diane. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, Karen, thank you. I don't think there's a, a person we don't know that doesn't suffer from this i mean karen kind of was relating my story just in a different space and time Um, my grandchild too is suffering and and ever since she was little i would always say to her hey careful what you think it's almost like a motto oh god grandma okay okay but i want to drill that into her if that's a mantra if she sees my face you know, to think, hmm. Okay, be careful what you you think. You're creating all the time. The universe is giving you exactly what you're 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 seeing and feeling. So the moment that you you have a thought, cancel that and choose another thought. It's almost a mantra that I've been sharing with this child, and she's now in high school. Um, and the the thing that I'm telling her now is is love yourself, honey. You know, find the passion because we all have one, and she's an excellent cook. She's working at a, a Michelin restaurant right now, and she can create the most amazing food, and she's only 15. They're using her as a sous chef, and, and, um, and, and that whole little story evolved, and, and that's another story. But when I was reading along with you all today, the thought came to me, you're not different the moment you think you are is an invitation to step back and give yourself atonement and forgiveness. Would you cut off a foot and think you don't need it for balance? I'm complete.
3: That was great, Diana.
5: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I had that growing up as well. And um, in an ideal world, different would not be bad. Everybody is different from everybody else, and that is to be celebrated, not put down. And the ideal world is the real world behind the illusion. Um, Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida.
0: Thank you, Ida.
5: Thank you,
7: Ida. Thank you. you. We're we're taught to... uh, See, through school and through psychology and psychiatry and, you know, therapy, whatever, um, you know, the ADHD, that's a tab, you know, any kind of tab that you put on a person, well, it would be okay if then you followed through with a special, uh, not special, that's a bad word now, um, uh, people who are integrated who could teach that way you know, who could actually teach someone who has this difficulty. I know my own son was diagnosed with nonverbal learning disorder, and they actually told the school what would help him learn and that he was very bright. But that uh, construct, that structure was never put into place for him. So, you know, we're really good at pointing out, you know, what needs to be fixed quote, unquote, but not in helping that bloom. And that's just me spouting. Thanks.
3: Mm, thank you. Good morning. This is Patricia, and you've really got me going now with that Um that were my my spirit saying, oh, Patricia Sheriff, there's time because you're feeling this this month. We're blooming from the inside out and they're talking about what's happening to me, which is one of the many uh, studies of <clears throat> through this curriculum I get special work to do. And this month is a repeat of something that began last month, which was, oh, boy, you got to do this more, Patricia. And here's the exercise. It's that any time you notice a unique quality about yourself, some shadow, something that was, oh, gosh, you know, I've always been forgetful that way. Oh, gosh, you know, like for me, too, I've had a thing, this was an example that just came up. Well, let me try to be simple. The, the message was to take the flaw and sit still with it because we're in a reversal. And I want you to take that flaw like the mother of the child of that flaw and say, this is your grace. Now, let's, let's show you. How it's created the magic in you. And so over and over, even if like I break a certain thing and I think, oh gosh, how many times have I done that? It's to stop me and say, at every moment, what makes you special because you tend to do that, Patricia? Patricia. So it was to take this reversal. And overall my message was singing to share this was because I feel this is happening right now with everyone. And it's an internal um awareness that's rewriting our experience from light. And this week it was a story of Mother Loves You because what was coming up I'm 77, and I'm already living in heaven, really, honestly. But still, I'm learning this compassion for this whole gorgeous journey. So I felt my own mother come to me and say, I have to tell you how sorry I am because you were the weird one. And, you know, I was afraid of you, Patty. I've always been. So I just said, you're the one that's different. I made you the one that had to hide. I told you to be ashamed and don't tell people what you see. I'm so sorry I was afraid to let you be yourself because you scared us because you were so different, Patty. But don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad you never were a sister to them because you were just this angel. So I got this love coming from my mother. And it was then I got the whisper of, see, you won't always get this, Patricia, but there's a reason why we're telling you to take every flaw, everything broken. Like for me, I never, I was in libraries all the time to hide out. You know, I I just, I had a similar thing, but it, I want you to see the gift that everything, especially those pieces you think are broken, right now in every human, they're being given the gift. And I feel so lovable, actually, feeling how much specialness it was to be in libraries and to listen from a lonely place that only God and I knew there is a lonely quality about it, but it's so sacred when you fall in love with everybody and there are little hidden special places. Thank you. Well, thank
5: you for that. Thank you, Patricia. beautiful. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to say, this is Ida, this is a good time for transformation if I look at myself just a couple of things that I had um, a conversation with my mother on the phone the other day and I called up and said to my mother the first thing I said was I'm depressed and then we started talking and we talked for I don't know 20 or 30 minutes or something and at the end of the conversation she said are you feeling better? And I said, I am feeling better. And if you have had good relationships with your mother uh, your whole life, that may not sound extraordinary, but I had a horrible relationship with my mother. It wasn't physical abuse, but it felt like emotional abuse. But we've both changed so much. And, of course, the other person is going to change when you change. And the Course in Miracles has helped me. You know, she switched my um, my viewpoint around you know not to see her as an enemy anymore, right and um, and and that's one thing. that was a miracle you know to me. And would I ever have thought that I'd be writing a course on mine to sell to people? on called Healing to A Course in Miracles? No. When I came to this group in 2015, I could barely share a word, and I just had to say um and just be real quiet and and all that kind of stuff. And A Course in Miracles and this group and Jesus and the Holy Spirit have helped me so much, and it's a time when we all can transform into the you that we you know that you really are inside and you really want to be and I know because I'm doing it and I know if I can do it anybody can do it <laughs> thank you so much i the complete thank you Ida
3: thank you Ida thank you thank you well, good morning everyone it's dude I've I've got a uh, uh, a real joy in in remembering who I am in being with one with God, my creator. And, you know, all this talk of specialness is, you know, God is in everyone. God gave himself to everyone, and everyone is absolutely unique and special in and of themselves. But we are not alone in that. And to identify exclusively as alone and apart from the totality of the one mind of God is what makes us ignorant and separate and different from one another. That we do not honor each other equally and the same, with the same loving respect and reverence as creations of the Holy God our Father is one equal and the same, that I would make someone better than me or make someone worse than me by evaluating and judging. This whole judgment thing, I love the quote in the Course where it says, judgment is the cause, the cause of the loss of my peace. If I'm going to judge, I'm going to separate out and exclude and say, what's lacking here? What's missing here? And what, what should be different here? And this, the importance of understanding, which brings out in the text today, the hidden warriors, the hidden warriors of judgment in my thinking that disturb my peace and how it differentiates me from whatever it is I'm judging against. I do that. Nobody does that. Nobody makes anybody better or worse than me except me. By imposing judgment on something outside of me, I am defining and judging my own reality. I am limiting myself to my own judgments and limitations. On God's reality, which is really arrogant as far as I'm concerned, that's arrogance. And that's ignorance. I'm denying and ignoring the truth of how God created me. And I'm denying and ignoring the truth of everything else in God's reality as God's creation and belonging to Him and Him alone. That is so huge to me. Whenever I'm disturbed, on whose behalf does judgment arise? On, on this special opinionated, separate, self-centered mind that thinks it, it knows better than God and is going to usurp the power of God and say how something should be different or other than it is. God's being me. God is living and thinking and breathing through me. I'm colored by the exper- per- personalizing the experience of it. I own it and claim it as my own, that ownership of it. I can't do that. I'm not separate from God. And I can believe in the drama of it and take it personally, but that's a mistaken appraisal of myself. You know, I, I needn't mean, feel bad about anything that I feel. I'm entitled to my feelings, but to not recognize now that we know better, we know better, you know, that this is all, all for everyone's healing. Everyone heals his one, the one Son of God. Our holy purpose is to heal heal each other, you and me both, at the same time, of anything that would hurt, humble us, or make us afraid. What would make us afraid of loving ourselves? Where I go, there I go. I... My one goal is God today. Let's bring everybody home into the joy of being in communion with everything and everyone as one in God, our Father. Amen. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy.
4: thing I laughingly
3: realized the other day is, um, you know, that God, God's consciousness, God's mind is, is always one with the totality of his universal experience, that it's one experience. We're not having separate experiences here. It's God experiencing himself in its totality. And I, that was really helpful to me, that there are no lines or borders. And it's limitlessly extending itself in all directions. The wisdom of that has no direction. Everywhere I go, there God is experiencing God Himself. So, ergo, here I go again. (laughs) Thanks, Judy.
2: morning, Ms. Harrison. um, I'd like to uh, comment a bit on the lesson. Um, I I think my uh, whole life has been about um, trying to be better, um, not wanting to be different, um, and concerned about how I will look me through the eyes of others what they think about me. Um, And the first line in today's lesson, all that is needful is to train our minds to overlook all little senseless anger. And to remember that our goal is God. It's striking that as I listen to all of the stories on the, the call, and this is not to minimize anything, of any anyone has had is having. But it's a reminder to me that there is a higher purpose uh, for my existence. And what I seem to be experiencing, no matter how hurtful or painful, Um, I remember in the seventh grade uh, sitting behind a little white girl and I must have done something that annoys her and she turned around and she said you little nigger and it really wasn't shocking because I'd a part of my life in the South, uh, in mm. Alabama. and had uh, seen the word and heard the word more times than uh, I cared to uh, want to remember, but had not heard it from Appear, if you will. Um, but uh, I could take that and did, in many ways, take that and carry it through my life uh, and allow it to help define me. In some ways, that I saw as positive. But in truth, it kept me from realizing the truth of who I am. And this first line in my question, all that is needful is to train my mind to overlook all little senseless aims and to remember that my role is God. And I don't have to look far to find the memory of God because He placed it in my mind, in my creation. It really doesn't matter what seems to be happening to me as I perceive it, around me as I perceive it. That memory of God is still there. And I can allow it to be obscured by my pointless little goals, which offer nothing and don't even exist. So I am in complete control of how I choose to see myself. And it doesn't matter what my little classmate said or what the people in Alabama said they don't define me and in truth I don't even define me God has already defined me and all I have to do is to remember that the only goal I have, the only goal worth are having is God, and that's the solution to all of my perceived problems. Solution to how I see myself, how I see the world, Let me remember the goes of God. Somebody is reminding me that it's time for me to end this
3: year. I'm complete. That was beautiful, Harrison. I'm grateful for that. Me too. Thank you so much, Harrison. That was beautiful. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Harrison. That was beautiful.
0: Yeah, thank you, Harrison.
3: it a beautiful call this morning. I've really enjoyed, really enjoyed everything I've heard, and this is Lori. And I particularly enjoyed the reading today. Um, in in the end, it doesn't matter one whit what this personal self believes about me or creation and that's what I so love about this Course in Miracles it asks for nothing except my um, my complete honesty and when I approach all of this with my complete honesty I'm shown where my errors are and there comes a time when um, I really like that <laughs> you know who would, who would think uh, it's wonderful to be shown where you're mistaken but when I discover that my peace um, arises out of the correction of errors uh, I am so happy to be shown where my errors are. And the wonderful um, thing about um, miracle impulses, he says way back in the beginning of the book that all my miracle impulses are down below the level of all this material of which I'm not aware, my subconscious stuff stuff i've stored because i didn't know how to interpret it or things i've errors i've retained in my mind because uh, they represented something i didn't want but i didn't know what to do with and all of that he says is in my subconscious i don't really want the belief in specialness but it does exist in my in my subconscious and so the appeal that he makes in this section particularly is an appeal for me to take a deep dive Lori. take a deep dive through your subconscious material I'll go with you and I'll show you and after you've reached the bottom of this subconscious material you'll find all the love you ever retained saved there for you for your own mind and for all creation that's such a beautiful promise and so he does the same thing in this little section here you know he, he entices me to be quiet and to listen a minute and after I'm quiet and I listen for a minute he says let's take a peek under the covers of the subconscious material i'll go with you we'll take a little dive and i'll show you that what you've hidden there isn't scary at all what you've hidden there is a belief that we'll call specialness okay okay i see oh it's that simple really that I believe in differences, and that belief, that hidden belief, that belief in my subconscious is the source of so much of my distress. <sighs> That's why I love the opening today. I, I just loved it um, because it says, um, I'm going to show you how every time we take a dive through this subconscious material, what we're really doing is we're exercising spiritual muscle. I'm going to show you how every time you take a peek under the covers and see what you've hidden in your subconscious, we're going to elevate it. And by its elevation in the light of truth, you'll see it was really nothing. It was really nothing. And then, and then, here's the really, really beautiful grace of it. When you see it's really nothing and what it hid, what it hid underneath it is all the love you have retained for your Father and your creation and the creation by your Creator. When you see that all this love is underneath there, your joy will spring forth from you because you hid it. You hid it underneath all this stuff. And should you forget, should you forget, let me remind you that I no more wished you to be alone than you wished to be alone. And so I've given you yourself everywhere. I've hidden myself everywhere in creation so that you wouldn't forget how loved you are. And all that realization belongs to you when you take that deep dive with me into your subconscious and see what you hid there I remember one year <laughs> this is ridiculous but I remember one year I said why did do, why does he call this a course in, in, in miracles it seems like a course in how to know yourself little did I know little did I know that beneath all that subconscious hidden material all those erroneous beliefs and ideas that I held little did I know that all the love of creation was underneath there all that time when I looked at this this lesson today I asked the Holy Spirit how to talk about it and instantly just that quick just that quick I heard go have a look at lesson 151 and so I did and what a grace it was to me this morning to be reminded that all things all things are echoes of voice for God and after I dive through my hidden hidden and unconscious beliefs those little scraps hidden there It turns out that all things are echoes of the voice for God because He put himself everywhere, and I just wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention, and so today, I intend to exercise my spiritual muscle <laughs> and remind myself with Holy Spirit that all things are echoes of the voice for God. no one is special because. Everyone is Christ. We're all the same. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank, oh, thank you, you Thank you. That's great. Thank you.
4: Lori, if you say that all things are echoes of God and there's a pendulum in history where um, good and evil kind of swing both ways and we're kind of in a swing right now, Um, I don't know, I guess I still struggle with the concept of of being myself Uh, you know, (laughs) seeing myself in in people that I have conflict with and really staying with that to see myself in that person or situation. There is struggle when I hear, you know, um, because he put himself there. You know, we are all the same. But it's the outer surface that even, you know, um, people that have been extinguished in time, you know, the Polish people, the, the Jewish people, I just have I have conflict into seeing the resolve, that seeing in my mind the peace that I want to be there, the peace that is there, and allowing that to come up when there is. Conflict and things do happen and destruction is not an illusion. It's happening. I don't know. I just have battles with all of that in my mind, finding the peace and the connection and the deliberate hate. Um, it's up to see what I want to see and in spite of what happens, to stay in that peace because I I, I do feel that that we do have a connected energy to or a change. Things happen because we don't want them to happen uh, in the future. And that's what, I don't know what I'm really trying to say. Listening to them, I I still have a struggle. I'm complete.
3: Thanks, Diana. Thank you, Diana. It gets better tomorrow more clear
4: (laughs) okay good
3: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah this is LeMoyne I just I just want to bring in because the he seems so savage (laughs) about specialness (laughs) and this course and uh uh, at times, and, uh, you know, in the Course of Love, he's not any gentler. He says, uh, what harm is there in specialness? Only all the harm you see in the world. And, uh, and yeah, you can see it, that, you know, the way people divide. It, it is, that is a form of specialness. And I just want to feel the need to point out this thing of... <clears throat> That you know, our specialness is you know where we see specialness. It is always in relationship. It is a different thing, but the under one of the underlying beliefs that uh, that gets hidden and masked over and just operates in the background. I think for a lot of us, I know it did for me, is this uh, belief that. This difference we might see as specialness, the difference, separate. But difference truly only implies relationship because it can only be seen in relationship, and this is not separate. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that it's not the problem is not our uniqueness because each one is unique. As an expression of the entire universe, each of us is unique, but we are not separate in that, and certainly not alone. So, there I'm complete. And I want to ask you, Lori, Thank do you have you. a close for us?
3: <laughs> well, you bet. And that was a great share Lemoyne. Thank you. All the harm that comes you that, um, well, as I was told I'll, I'll go straight to lesson one hundred and fifty one The Holy Spirit will not tell you that your brother should be judged by what your eyes behold in him, nor what his body's mouth says to your ears, nor what his fingers touch reports of him. He passes by such idle witnesses which merely bear false witness to God's Son. He recognizes only what God loves, and in the holy light of what he sees, do all the ego's dreams of what you are vanish before the splendor he beholds? Let the Holy Spirit be judge as well of everything that seems to happen to you in this world. His lessons will enable you to bridge the gap between illusions and the truth. He will remove all faith that you have placed in pain, disaster, suffering, and loss. He gives you vision, which can look beyond these grim appearances and can behold the gentle face of Christ in all of them. You will no longer doubt that only good can come to you who are beloved of God, for he will judge all happenings and teach the single lesson which they all contain. Such is your resurrection, for your life is not part of anything you see. It stands beyond the body and the world, past every weakness, every witness for unholiness, within the holy, holy as itself, in everyone and everything. His voice would speak to you of nothing but your capitalist self, that self in which we are all contained, and your Creator who is one with Him. So will you see the holy face of Christ in everything, and hear in everything no sound except the echo of God's voice. Give these minutes today, willing to remember your only goal is God. Thank you, everyone. Beautiful call. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you, Lori. Thanks,
3: thank everybody.
5: you, Lori, Thanks, everybody. Lori.
4: Thank you, Lori.
3: Everybody. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you all. I love it. Every day, love to call.